All right, ladies and gentlemen, unless you've been living under a rock, you know since 2016, I mix as much wrestling into this show as I possibly can. Love talking about things going on in the wrestling world. And me and the boys, well, we're going down to check out Pro Wrestling Unleashed with this man right here, Troy Merrick, the dream killer. What's going on, buddy? Not too much, man. Just uh, fighting through a nasty little flu, but... Hey, man, you know how it is. We live in Canada. You're bound to get sick given the weather these days. So, Hey, man, it just makes you tougher. That's all it does. Yeah, that's it, man. That's the goal. (laughs) So, man, 1,200 matches. Championships up the wazoo. You've done it all. You've walked the walk. You've talked the talk. And I've watched a lot of your talk, by the way. Love it. I have to ask the question. Obviously, storytelling is huge within wrestling. Do you like to tell the story with a match or do you like to build it up through promos and talking and having fun and, and doing that? Because a lot of people seem to feed off that more and more. That's a great question, man. Um, it, it really depends on the circumstances. So to kind of provide some context to that answer, like say we have a show in Kentville, Nova Scotia or Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, small towns where it's likely to be a, a one-off show. Maybe we go twice a year. Yep. Uh, that, that kind of limits it. You have to essentially just tell your story through the match. Um, but if I can, you know, kind of be in our home base, so to speak, if it's Moncton for North Pro Wrestling or Halifax for UCW, um, Cape Breton for ECPW, that really gives me the opportunity to kind of sink my teeth in and, and tell a story over a course of a few shows and, and really build to uh, build, build a story arc that way, be it through promos, through matches, through interference. So it, it really all depends on the situation, but is there a preference? No, man, I like it all. It, I really like it. Although I will say I do like, I like it when people come up and be like, man, that was awesome. How you guys like, you know, shit talked for months. And then you finally had that cape. You know, it's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very rewarding. Yeah. It's, it's the crescendo. It's the high peak when yeah. you get there and you finally get to uh, sing that note and do it in the ring. And everybody's just watching because they want to see what's going to happen. The, the final end of that story. Um, you know, I look at a lot of different people within wrestling and the way that they use I guess, Mike's skills to kind of amplify themselves. For you, obviously, there's a lot of guys out there to model yourself off of for you know many different generations. And, of course, new guys coming in, too, with new ways and cadences of doing things. Do you pick and choose a little bit of here and there, or do you have your own brand and style that you focus off of? Or is there a building block that you said, I, I like the way this guy does it, but I'm going to have my Troy Merrick spin to that? Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny. A friend of mine, he, we were out to lunch recently, and he was like, so you realize you sound exactly like Kurt Angle. Like, was like, I don't know if you realize, but your cadence, the way you, you know, enunciate, the way your voice sounds, he's like, you sound, <coughs> excuse me, because you sound identical to Kurt Angle. And Kurt Angle is my favorite wrestler of all time. And I'm certainly not going to replicate what that guy did in the ring. Um, is it intentional? No, it's, it's absolutely subconscious. But uh, hearing that, I'm like, holy shit, you're right. So I, I would say he's uh, subconsciously uh, my biggest influence in terms of promos. So, okay, well, let's, let's touch on Kurt Angle for a moment. Obviously, the way that he got over with the crowd, there was many different ways. Obviously, as a heel, you know, he ripped people to shreds, ripped towns to shreds. You know, the I want a you know, gold medal with a broken freaking neck and all those little things that he did. And then, of course, he was the other side of it, too, when he was, you know, buddy-buddy kind of with Edge and Edge was holding the signs up and, yeah. you know, they kind of made him the butt end of the jokes, but he really played into it and did it well. 
do you follow that kind of stuff too? I know you said you don't get a chance sometimes to build that, but do you follow that a little bit there where you, you don't mind being a butt end of a joke because you know, you might get the over. Oh man. No, I don't mind that at all. Especially like, especially when I was doing my, like my first UK tour in particular, I was like the guy on the mic just because I sound different than everybody else. You know what I mean? The yeah. accent. Runs different. And I would intentionally do that because the promoter, he said to me, he's like, mate, you're too, and this is a nice compliment, but he's like, you're too quick witted sometimes. I need you to kind of, <laughs> I need you to kind of make yourself a bit more of an ass. You know, I want the people to get one over on you. And I was like, Oh, instantly did it. You know what I mean? And it's like, you'd say stupid shit and then they would cheer and you'd be like, hold on. Well, you know what I mean? Just kind of sell it. And yeah. So do I mind doing that? Not at all. I love it. I, you know, whatever makes people react loudly and have a good time. I'm absolutely going to do that. Now to ask about Kurt Angle, is that someone that you've got to interact with before speak with, pick his brain, obviously, if you're using some of his nuances and stuff like that, just subconsciously, you know, it'd be great to pick his brain and be like, Hey, listen, I'd love to meet him. I've, I've only met him back when I was a kid as a fan. And uh, I'll tell you, man, like when some wrestlers that you meet as a fan, they can kind of be dickheads. But yep. Angle, like he was coming out of the gym and all these kids came up to him for his autograph, myself included. And he was the kindest dude ever, like spent time to sign autographs, take pictures with everybody. But I never met him on uh, on this side of the barricade, if you will. And I'd love to because – He's my all-time favorite athlete in any sport. So well, that is something we're going to dig into that one a little bit later on. Obviously, I was going to ask you who your favorite guy is and things like that. So we'll get into Kurt Angle a little bit more down the line. Um, what got you into wrestling, though? Obviously, you talked about it just a moment yeah. ago, about, you know, seeing it as a kid, being a part of it. But what got you actually wanting to get in the ring, get on the mic, have some fun, hype people up? Because really, that's what it's all about, getting a reaction from the crowd and and kind of getting yourself over because that's the main point right there. Once you're over and in the crowds, you know, I guess aura, you're there. It's wicked. Yeah, man. Um, I just, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, that's it. That's what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I get, was there a match that you saw that was like, yeah, that's me. Well, I mean, I I watched wrestling for a little bit, but the match that I was like, oh man, that's going to be me. It was Shawn Michaels and the one, two, three kid on raw before WrestleMania 12 and it was just to hype Michaels up for his match with Bret Hart. Right. So yeah, the match was very one-sided, but Michaels was just so cool. You know what I mean? It was just so cool. All the girls loved him. I was like, Oh, come on. How could you, you know, how could you not want to be that guy? Yeah. No, for, for me coming into it, um, obviously it's this guy right here was the rock. Yeah. Cold. Um, I got the very huge privilege as a young man to go to watch The Rock and Hulk Hogan at the Sky Dome, way the hell up in the nosebleeds and way up there. So everything was small, but just the atmosphere alone. That electrified me and my buddies back home in Ontario. We were all fired up for that. It was just nuts. And of course, growing up, all we did was hardcore matches. So we would beat the living hell out of each other with whatever we could find. And we'd have those plastic little Walmart belts. And I remember... Watching that pay-per-view, being there, being a part of it, we came back and we had all of us, six of us had a match. His little brother came down towards the end. We were all dog-tired, done, beat up. He pinned one of the older brothers and ran away with the hardcore title. That right there was the best moment ever. That's a great great memory to have. Oh, it is. It's just because you just, like you just said, you feel it. 
I mean, and, and for me, I probably never in my life, I could probably work the mic, but I could never, ever work a match. I'd probably just be fumbling all over the place. So that's why I'm always in awe watching people do the matches and be a part of some of the high-flying moves or even just the combinations that get pulled off. I mean, the uh, training and things that must go into it must be absolutely insane, Troy. I'll tell you a cool story, actually, based on kind of your experience that you just shared with me. Um, in 2003, when Raw and SmackDown did a back-to-back nights, like a two-night residence at the Halifax Metro Center. Break my heart when you talk about that because I was a week away from moving here. Oh, I watched it on TV. Devastating. Um, but they uh, they had an event with Molson a few months before where they had a wrestler come in and he signed autographs and stuff. And uh, my buddy's dad, at the time, he managed the keg, the keg restaurant. So Molson was sponsoring it. And it actually, he got us set up with a private meeting with this wrestler. So it was me and my friend. And uh, we get to meet and have like a 20-minute like hangout oh. session with Chris Benoit. So that was, and I told him, I was like, you know, I want to be a wrestler. And when he signed his, his, my autograph, he signed it. I asked him to sign it as the Pegasus kid because I, I went to high spots. I bought all the Japanese tapes. Like, I, I tell you, man, I yeah. rest everything. Um, and then the following year, my friend and I, that same friend and his dad, actually all traveled to, to New York City and we saw Chris Benoit win the World Heavyweight Championship. So that was a pretty special moment, too. It's, it's, it's like that. Like that Hulk Hogan, the rock moment, like that is one of the most prolific moments of all time in terms of like crowd energy and, and charisma and a moment. Yeah. Um, but for me, I always really liked the wrestlers the best. Your, your Kurt Angles, Bret Hart's, Owen Hart, Shawn Michaels, British Bulldog, Dynamite Kid, Chris Benoit, um, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko. Oh, and Guerrero, man. To see that, to see Love that it. in person was really something that that changed me and and kind of just even further cemented my my future goals no it's 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 interesting to hear those things because so many people when they watch wrestling and you can ask a lot of people nine times out of ten the guy they're going to pick out at least right now for guys is they pick out the jeff hardys they pick out the guys who are high flying risk takers do all those little nuanced things that you get super pumped up for but I agree with you. I love watching a guy actually work a match and there actually be moves, not just spots, but actual moves worked in where you could say, you know, that right there is crazy. And people, you know, even when you watch even the UFC, when guys wrestle actual wrestling, you know, people boo, but you don't understand how technical and difficult those moves are. And I'm sure you can attest to that very easily. I mean, for me personally, like I have a style of wrestling that I enjoy watching. Yep. My style, I mean, I'm never going to be able to replicate what Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit did in the ring. It's just once in a lifetime. Yeah, those are generational things. Yeah. Exactly. But for me, it's like I like seeing matches like, you know, even Jeff Hardy, he's not my favorite, but I'm a big fan of the buffet. So maybe you've got like King Kong Bundy versus Hulk Hogan. Then, you know, you know as an example, like two big guys that just slowly yep. move around. Then you've got your pure wrestling match like Angle and Benoit. Then you've got Jeff Hardy and RBD. So it's just no matter what you you prefer, you get everybody's some. interests are accommodated. You know, and I, I think that's uh, I think that's like the ideal wrestling show is is when you get a huge variety of different styles because everybody's going to enjoy at least one thing. No, that's that's hundred percent true. I got to ask the question: Do you watch any of the mainstream wrestling now? Obviously, AEW is starting to pop up. TNA is a little quieter. WWE, since Triple H took over, has really kind of got a breath of fresh air in terms of what they're doing 
they're still not what they were. I mean, the attitude era, we talk about things not being able to be replicated. I don't think that's something that will ever be replicated, but I think every company strives to try to be a piece of that because of how white hot that was and everybody loved it. But are you watching anything now? Oh, man, I try to watch as much as I can. Um, If I miss it, I generally keep myself in the loop. Um, I keep myself in the loop with independent wrestling across Canada and the States. Like, bring it on. Uh, Everything. Everything wrestling, I'm here for it. If I don't like it, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter for me. Um, I think if I had to, like, kind of give my assessment on on the big leagues, so to speak, I think AEW has the better weekly product. I think the WWE premium events can't be touched. No, their pay-per-views, yeah, they're yeah, they're um, they're, they're untouchable. They are the best, uh, yeah, in my opinion, in the world. Like, you, of course, you know, you give, they're, well, they're, they're, it's the gold standard, right? It's what every company strives to be. But I look at AEW, and yeah, they make some noise. There's some things there that I don't know. I don't. I want to know if they're works, and I want to know if they're what they are. Like the uh, the elite and CM Punk shit. I want to know, you know, if that's just going to be one big thing because. You know, obviously, controversy sells. That's what Vince McMahon always used to say. Not to quote a guy that's really, you know, not beloved right now. But, um, you know, it does. And that right there, that's a big story that can be told. We talk about building things. That can be built for a very long time and make something very special of it. But, yeah, no, I I look at the WWE and say, well, that's the gold standard. I I've fallen off of watching Raw and SmackDown every single week just because it seems, you know, repetitive. But when it's you awesome. get to the pay-per-views, it's like, yes, this is the moment you want. But I remember when Raw and SmackDown used to be must-watch TV every week because of what they had on. Yeah, you know, it was definitely hotter back in the day. Like, I mean, the ratings are obviously proof of that. But if you go back and watch an Attitude Era Raw, like, honestly, man, I did that recently and kind of dog shit. Like, you know, you get like, fucking, Listen, don't ruin it for me. Yeah. It's like, but you get like, you know, Midian versus like, I don't know. And actually that's, that's shitty. Exam. Midian's awesome. But like Midian versus Viscera in like a three minute match. And then like, you know, a 20 minute promo with like, you know, Valvina's getting his dick cut off. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I think if you watch those, those shows back, like the crowd, oh my goodness, is just insanely hot. But for some reason I watch them back. I'm like, man, you know what? The artist formerly known as Goldust wasn't necessarily a great idea. You know, like as an example. Yeah, no, I, I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you. Um, there's, there's definitely a rose-colored glasses, and it's it's definitely deeply rooted with nostalgia as well. But in terms, well, of, I think that's what ratings for all of wrestling fans, though, right? I mean, getting that nostalgia, feeling that energy, like when, like we just talked about, you know, for you, for with Benoit, with me, The Rock, and Hogan, those things will be with you forever, right? And then you say you go back and watch it. Maybe I won't ever go back and watch it now, but I still, I still stone cold. He can come out tomorrow and say, I'm having a match and I will watch it with those rose colored glasses. He can look like dog shit. You know, there's obvious exceptions to that too. But what I mean is like, I I, I don't think that wrestling, and I I know that it doesn't right now. the, The main thing that's missing is that cultural relevance. It was intertwined in every aspect of society back then. And, and will that ever be? Uh, pardon me. Will that ever be replicated? Hey, who knows? True. That was that was definitely the thing back then. Is there someone? Well, I'm going to ask this as a two full question. Yeah. Is there someone on the Indies right now that you really have your eye on that you'd love to have a match with yourself? Whether um, it's locally around here, across Canada, across states, over in Japan, wherever. 
Yeah, I'd honestly say Kevin Blackwood. He looks pretty cool. He's he's like uh, you know, look, he's straight edge, he's vegan, he's tattooed motherfucker. Pretty similar people, you know what I mean? So yep. um I think we would get along well, but I see his style, I see his vibe, I dig it, I think we'd have a cool match. And yeah, that's if I had to pick one like indie guy, it would be him. I, I really liked wrestling. All right. Well, you know what? Now I'm going to cut and paste this. So I'm going to tag him in it. And hopefully maybe we get something created here. Maybe a little momentum. Maybe you guys can start doing promos via TikTok or YouTube or something. And next thing you know, it's a clash in the summer or something. I'm, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll see that match before the end of 2023. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. All over it. Cannot wait. Is there someone mainstream that you'd like to get your hands on? Uh, whether it be a big name, smaller name, doesn't matter. Is there someone you're just like, I watch the product, I would love to be able to come out, rip a promo on the guy, and build something with this man because either A, he's a jackass, or C, or B, he's a guy that you just know if you work a story with him, it's going to be fun. Um, here's the fucking asshole wrestler answer. Um, <laughs> Roman Reigns, because he's really good, and it would be the most money. <laughs> acknowledge me no oh man he's incredible he's how, how could you not want to wrestle him i'd have to put on some more size i'm only about 220 pounds but you know i i think on and then that's a legitimate answer too if i if i could wrestle anybody in the, in the major leagues it would either be him i'll give you a top three um, all right there we go there we go names roman reigns and cody rhodes in the wwe cody and rhodes yeah yeah okay come on incredible wrestler yeah uh, and finally then, glad he's getting his due too yeah, yeah, man. And uh, and for AEW, if I had to pick somebody for me to wrestle, it would be Malachi Black. Malachi Black. I think you guys would have a, a tear-the-walls-down match. We were actually um, – so I, I, I'm a booker for – I'm the booker for the UCW wrestling company in Halifax, right? So I actually was in touch with his agent. We were making plans. I was like, so where's the – you know, what's your email address so I can send you the transfer or PayPal or – you know what I mean? And we yeah. were like, Stage, then I just kind of get ghosted because it came out a little while later that he was um, taking that time off for his mental health break. Yep, so I kind of got ghosted by his agent, but we were in the the payment process to bring him up here to wrestle me. There's a little inside baseball from behind the curtain of uh, UCW for you. And that would be something to. I love Malachi Black. Oh, of course, I love the House of Black too over in AEW. I, that's another wrestler. You talk about Cody Rhodes. I really. Really want to see Malachi Black take that next step and be that next big kind of character, right? Yeah. Because he has that potential. Same thing with Cody Rhodes. In AEW, yes, he was big because of what he did to create that company and help it get rolling and going and everything like that. But coming over to WWE again, and after he smashed Triple H's chair in AEW, everybody thought there was going to be some bad blood. And there may still be. There may be a way to work that in. But I love watching Cody Rhodes, man. The nightmare, Cody Rhodes. I love it. I can't wait to see more from him. Everything about his presentation is enjoyable. Aesthetically, in-ring, promos. I, I'm, just, I'm a huge fan. I have so much respect for everything he's done in his career. Man, wrestling with that huge torn pack, the whole nine yards, and still putting on a great match. Yeah. I mean, come on. That guy... That guy's a guy you want on your roster because you know he's not going to quit on you. Like he's going to put on a match no matter what, unless you know he physically is going to die. But it looked still like a great match, and Seth Rollins give him credit too. Oh yeah, 
he's yeah he's of course he's he's another one of the top you know top 10 in the world right now so in my opinion so you mentioned roman reigns roman reigns to me and all the respect to roman reigns and what he's done but do you not kind of agree that the bloodline story is kind of a little bit drying up like it needs a little bit more juice because he's just it feels like the same things I really, really hope that the rumor is true that it's going to be the Rock and Roman Reigns. Um, I think right now, I mean, if I had to kind of analyze everything, I would say that the reason why they put Sami Zayn in the role he's in is it's to kind of act, Yeah, exactly. It's to act as a bridge between, you know, he did the Logan Paul thing. Previous to that was Brock Lesnar. Right now, there's a bit of a, he's lacking his protagonist. Yeah. So, so what do you do in a situation like that? I, I think you might be right, but I think the Sami Zayn involvement is just something to be like, you know, to, to keep eyes on it, to keep it relevant, and at the same time, keep it entertaining, which it, it certainly has been. You know, it's been oh, yeah. So um, I, I think that you're right, um, and I think that that's their solution, and I think it's a great solution. Oh, it would be something definitely fun to see. Um <clears throat> In terms of your like you got your nickname, the Dream Killer, where did that come from? Where did that man? We're talking about Roman Reigns and acknowledge me and the nightmare Cody Rhodes and everyone's got their monkey ears. Where did yeah. you get here from? Um, I came up with it. Um it's it's funny. It's it's just me being an asshole, if I'm honest with you. So basically, um being the booker of the biggest promotion in Atlantic Canada. Um, being a wrestling trainer, sometimes I have to deliver bad news. Oh, there we go. All right. I, mean, I, real I, I, thing. I never like to be the guy that has to deliver. Who wants to be the guy that delivers bad news? You know, when people are like, wrestling is my dream. It's like, I, I trust me. I, nobody's going to relate to that more than I do. Um, but then sometimes you just don't have control over scenarios and you can't do everything that everybody wants. So you're an asshole. You, you're the guy that killed my dream. Dream killer. All right. I said that to myself. I was like, fuck, that sounds cool. You know what I mean? That sounds badass. So it's I was like, not you know, sound badass, man. But I mean, at the same time, it's it's relevant because at the same time, like you said, you got to deliver crushing news. So and what I, better to fit it than the dream killer? And it really fits what you have to do. My, my, um, so I let the boys know that I was going to have you on and talk to you tonight. And my buddy shot me a message back. He goes, he'd be the re real dream killer if he told you no to coming on the show. <laughs> no, your, your dream, this, this dream is getting realized. It's, it's but, uh, Yeah, sometimes I just have to be the, the bearer of bad news. And, and, and really, with regards to both being a trainer and being a, a booker for a company, uh, I never like to say just no. It's, it's like not right now, but... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe if A, B, and C occurs, this is something we can revisit. I, I really don't think that it's fair to just say no to every idea unless it's like, why don't you just fucking have me win the belt and beat everybody? And it's like, well, obviously I'm not going to be able to do that with everyone. But um, yeah, it's just, I, I, I was like, fuck, I, I don't mean to be an asshole, but it's just, I can't always give people the news they want. So yeah, no. so yeah then I just kind of leaned into it and I was like, yeah, that's just a cool nickname. So yeah, let's roll with it. Man. Just think about that on the, uh, the 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 billboard right there, the dream killer Troy Merrick versus the nightmare Cody Rhodes, you know, just just make it a dream world match or something like that where worlds collide. Just well, make mean, it dark. 
and just ready to go. Well, I mean, the American Nightmare versus the Dream Killer. Yeah, that's, the American. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. <laughs> you could see it, man. You could yeah, see yeah. it. It could happen. It can happen. So you got a big match coming up, not just on December fourth. We'll touch on that in just a moment. But you have another one coming up for the number one contender spot against Mr. McAllister. Yeah. I'm wondering how did this come about? Obviously, he's a former WWE guy. What's the build up here? What are you gonna do? This is this is a match that's happening literally in what two days. Two days, yeah. So um, so kind of lift the curtain a little bit on things. Uh Robbie McAllister, uh, he actually moved down to Nova Scotia late last year. Um, and I've known him for for about 13 years now. We've been, you know, we've been we've worked together a lot in Newfoundland and in, in Nova Scotia, and uh we stayed in touch, you know what I mean? Um so then he moved down here and he's like, oh, I might get into doing shows every so often. And he was like, you know, I'm just what he's doing, though, is he he's the cheapest man in the world. So he's got all of his money, <laughs> which is awesome. I love it. Um, but he's he bought a house and he's renovating it top to bottom. It's super cool. I've been down there a few times to hang out and he's he's really into it. So he's doing that and he's wrestling. That's it. And um Nothing wrong with that, though. No, no, it's awesome. He's he's doing really good for himself, and I love it because he deserves it. He's a great guy, and and in this last year, man, like we've become really tight. Like we're we're boys. Like he'll come into the city because he lives about an hour outside the city. Yeah, he'll come to the city. He'll stay at my place. You know, we'll uh, we hang out. We'll do shows. We go for coffee. Go for dinner. Um, he doesn't drink. I don't drink. So we just we have a lot of like personality traits that are similar. We we get along great. So. He's been wrestling with UCW all year. Um, we had a match at the last show for the title, but then it got interrupted, turned into a four-way match, and then another guy walked away with the belt. Really cool story, in my opinion. Credit to the head writer of the promotion for that one. Um, <laughs> and and now we're going to run it back and do it as a number one contenders match. So that's kind of the the real life and the wrestling. Yep, plotting. And, and, and there's a lot of, you know, that's actually – it's all real life because that's exactly what happened. You know what I mean? Like there's there's no kayfabe aspect to it. We're both baby faces, both good guys, and he's awesome. He's he's been such a good mentor to me, um, and yeah, and a good friend. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I get a lot of respect for him. It'll be nice to be in the ring with him again, and and then you know paint a new picture on Saturday. Well, hopefully you walk away with that one as the number one contender. Everybody gets a little excited. Um, I got to ask though on the local scene. Is there anyone, because we see it now in wrestling, these press conference things that are happening now after events, guys are airing their grievances, real-life grievances, by the way, not just ones that are, you know, supposed to be on camera. Is there anyone around either here or just that you've worked with that kind of grinds your gears, kind of like CM Punk and the Elite, or or there's a couple other guys, like Logan Paul, I guess, wasn't really uh, well-received by Roman Reigns, you know? Is there anybody for you that you're like, I'll work with you, but you grind my gears. Some of the things you say or do, just even just as a wrestler, doesn't have to be real, but just as a wrestler, you're like, I'd love to just be able to turn it up to ten with you right now. Um, so shoot, answer no, because if I don't like them, I'm not fucking booking them. Um, <laughs> it could be big things though. Nah, no, but nobody's big enough to you know put a headache on. I like them to annoy me. Um, wrestling annoyances dick durden um you know he's one of the most talented wrestlers in the region and 
he's all like, I'm going to burn UCW to the ground and UCW doesn't treat me right. And it's like, well, brother, you fucking didn't come wrestle for us for like a year. I'd love to treat you right, but that's on you, man. Like, it ain't my fault you were stuck at home. Fuck, come down anytime. You're really good. Why would I not want to book you? Now yep. Facebook status is UCW's dog shit. UCW are assholes. They never show me the respect I deserve. And it's like, short of sucking your dick, what the fuck do you want me to do? You know what I mean? So that's somebody yeah. that's the best in the ring. And, uh, but his dog shit attitude towards the company really needs to be fucking reevaluated. And we'll see what happens in the next year. But I think that, you know, there's a couple guys that kind of have their eyes set on him and, and he'll soon find out that, you know, if it's so bad, then maybe we'll push you out. Let's put it that way. Ooh, yeah. You don't want to rub people the wrong way. Like, I'm always a big proponent of not burning bridges. Yeah. You know, even if you're on an exit or if things aren't going the right way, do it the right way. Because you never know when you need to walk back across that bridge with someone and you don't want it to be in flames and you're running at your heels to get off of it. You want to make sure that bridge is intact. So, yeah, no, I can see that. I can see he's that. He's really good in the ring. He's just, he's just been a real asshole lately. So hopefully he gets his shit together. We'll now, is it an act from him? Or is it just something that he, maybe he's trying to build this persona where you've seen wrestlers do it, right? I mean, uh, there's Nick Aldis right now who's tearing apart the NPW, I think it is. Or, you know, CM Punk went after the WWE with pipe bombs. And, you know, everybody, they, but it sold, right? Because everybody wanted to see that person, A, lose because they're talking so much shit. Or B, they want to see them win because they're getting over the establishment. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so now we have the December 4th card coming up. Yeah, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of different wrestlers are going to be there. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Uh, sold out, by the way. Pumped up for that. I was actually sitting in Florida. We, we took a Disney trip. First awesome. one ever. Amazing time. But awesome. my buddy messaged me. He goes, hey, wrestling tickets go on sale. They're going on sale. Do you want a ticket? I was like, yes, of course. Like, get them now. He got them immediately, shot them the money, popped up the go. But I'm sitting there, and instantly he showed, like, he sent me who it is. I'm looking everything up, getting all excited, getting pumped. And I find out it's a propeller. I'm like, this is going to be crazy. And then I watch the other ones from propeller, and it's right intimate. It's right on top of the ring. Like, you're right there. I got to ask, you know, most wrestling, you know, there's the barricade and the ring and space to do different things. Do you like having people so close, you know, almost able to interact if if somebody did, you know, or do you like having the space to be able to kind of tell more of a story? Oh, I love it. I love the propeller environment. It's so unique. Um, pardon me. It's the, the right around the ring side, like hands on the ring. It's entirely different, but it's awesome. It's You'll see firsthand next weekend how unique and cool it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm they're one of my favorite places to work now. How could they not be? It's such a great spot. Everybody's super into it, everybody's just there for a good time. Uh, yeah, propeller man, and I'm very excited. Let's just put it that way. Sorry, I can't really formulate any better thoughts right now. I'm still pretty sick, but it's uh, holds a very near place to my heart, and uh, yeah, I, I think that. You're going to see more frequency at that venue and um and hopefully we'll be able to do some some more events with them like maybe an outside event you know in their parking lot because they did the texas chainsaw massacre movie viewing out there they're the the manager of propeller arcade is really adapting and and using his space 
to bring in all these great events and he's just really versatile so um you know the venue itself the employees at the venue like simon don all these guys it's really really good spot and i'm just excited to grow with them you know i uh, i think there's just so much potential there no i do too like i said i watched a couple of things you know just how it comes together the way the wrestlers hype up and the funny part is i used to work for uh, lindy we delivered their beer gas and all that yeah. stuff to them so i know that part of the venue very very well so it was funny watching the camera go through and be like man i used to walk through there to deliver stuff so i know exactly where everything is set up there and it's pretty wild to see but you're right outside would be absolutely amazing um you know get a beer garden going get everybody pumped up um you talk about you know your your kurt angle play in i mean how cool would it be to come in in like a propeller truck it doesn't have to be real beer but spray somebody down you know and just blow them out of the ring you know promo style or something like that with just just some fake spray foam or whatever just have a little fun with it of course just, of course. just jazz it up or something because you know those things can be done outside because you're a little bit more you know you got more room to do what you want to do um or, or, or in my case as a plant-based sober guy i could use like oat milk that's it yeah so you know <laughs> That would be gross in the summer because it would probably yeah. smell real bad. But, hey, when Kurt Angle did it with the milk, it was actual milk, and it smelled real bad. So yeah, he's told some good stories about that. He'd be playing right along with that. And maybe, hey, who knows, Kurt Angle really isn't into much right now. Maybe you promote the hell out of that one, and next thing you know, maybe you Kurt down for uh, for something, give you an Angle slam or something from behind after you, you do the spray or whatever. Just come in and just boosh. Yeah, I'd love that. That'd be great. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Well, look, I am super looking forward to this weekend. I hope you do claim that number one status. Thank then you. you bring it down to Propeller as the number one guy ready in line for a title shot. How big would that be? Just pumping everything up. Um, I want to know, on the card for December 4th, break it down for me. What is the match you're most excited to see yourself outside of your own? And who are you most excited to see in the ring, of course, beside yourself that's a great question um the thing about pro wrestling unleashed is that they don't really tell us who's wrestling who until day of or a few days before so um that's kind of the fun too it's it's a little bit like okay like scramble to make art in a second you know what i mean um who do i want to see um hollywood cole he's a little dipshit he needs to get his ass kicked so seeing him get his ass kicked would be nice at propeller um That'd be good. Um, I mean, I'm a fan of of JP Sims. He's he's one of my favorites, so it'll be nice to watch him wrestle also. Uh, yeah, I, I think those two, in terms of like, who do I want to see, see get beat and who do I want to see beat somebody? If it's JP versus Hollywood Cole, then I'd be very stoked to see that match. Well, it's going to be fun to watch. I cannot wait for everything to get rolling. Hey, I'm super excited to have you on. I would love to be able to grow this as much as you're growing things with Propeller get people on, hype up different things, talk about different things, give it a bit more of a platform. But I super appreciate you taking the time. I know you're sick, but I want to say best of luck this weekend. Go claim that number one spot. Get it back from Robbie McAllister. Kick his ass for me. And then go on and have a show of a lifetime on December 4th. Hopefully you're feeling better when we're all down there watching. Yeah, thanks, man. I'll uh, I'll be looking forward to meeting you in person when we're down there. It's going to be good. Oh, don't worry. I will definitely seek you out. I'll probably have the Offside Hockey Talk shirt on. Awesome. But my, my friend, I really appreciate you taking the time again. Go heal up, get better, take two days, take all the uh, 
good herbal tea you need to to get yourself in that ring. And I uh, look forward to seeing you, not just this weekend, but the weekend for December 4th as well. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Have a great night. No worries. Ladies and gentlemen, this right here has been a special offside with the man, the myth, the legend, the dream killer, Troy Merrick.